0: this episode is brought to you by merge for socks merge Four is having a mother's day sale 30 to 50% off on select socks so if you go to the site the socks will be labeled and uh, the prices will be there and you can go check it out uh, merge Four is awesome they have been uh, a very awesome sponsor for this podcast they're some of the most comfortable socks I've ever worn. My feet don't sweat. They don't get stinky. Merge 4 has done collaborations with Foo Fighters, NIVO, skateboarders, artists, musicians, painters. You know, they've collaborated with everybody. And their socks are environmentally friendly. So thank you, Merge 4, for sponsoring this episode.
1: you
0: well, just a boy outside. We
2: got lost in the diamond night. Been freak out like you think. No that little boy started to
1: sing. And there were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere.
0: I'm Joe Salinas and welcome to Voices Everywhere. So my next guest is the Jake Sullivan. He is a skateboarder, a snowboarder, a surfer, a carpenter. He's vegan. He went with me to Japan and made sure that I traveled safe um, and showed me the ropes on the do's and don'ts in the Japanese culture. And if it wasn't for him, I would have been fucked. So thank you, Jake. He's been in a bunch of bands in Portland and New York. He's toured all over the world. His stuff is on Spotify. I'm sure you can probably find it at other sites. And uh, I got a chance to catch up with him. And here is our conversation. (laughs) Dude, it gets hot as fuck here. Dude, the first uh, time
2: I ever played that Chaos and Chaos fest down there, it was was the first weekend in June. Like, June Uh 3rd, 4th, and 5th was the fest. And I just remember, like, we played at some pizza shop up on like the north side of the city. right near a little record store. And oh, yeah. Was-
0: that, yeah, that's the parlor.
2: And, dude, the parlor, yeah. Dude, yep. I was literally like, my amp and where I was standing, I was like three feet away from the pizza oven. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? It was the hottest I've ever Hot, felt in my entire life. Yeah, dude. I mean. Was- I, I never knew it could get like, like that. I like, thought I knew what heat was. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean and you've been around the world and you've been in different areas around the country and um, yeah deserts and all that stuff in different times of the year so yeah you know it's different from like joshua tree can be like in that area in the mojave desert it's like it's up to 115 120 sometimes even more but it's a different heat it's yeah, dry sure. and you're in a high elevation sure. and like yeah. yeah you know it's still kind of it's muggy as fuck. and like i mean even though you're a couple hundred miles away from the coast you still feel that humidity and yeah you know yeah but uh I'm glad to be back here for now that's it you know oh, yeah. so but uh so yeah man uh so we had you and I went to Japan yeah dude you know that was I just, a trip man yeah no I was telling Tim and somebody else I might have told Tim on that I think I told him on the interview uh I was like uh man you know oh yeah cuz I talked about when we got the bikes and we decided to—he oh, like, yeah. called them hills. I'm like, no, dude, those were mountains, <laughs> man. Mountain. Like, <laughs> we rode these fucking like uh, sissy bikes. Up. They're like
2: city bikes, like you'd get in like New York.
0: <laughs> yeah, made for <laughs> like, flat, flat ground.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And they had three speeds, and they all sucked. And like, uh, I was, I was hurt, man. You were, you were doing pretty good. Uh, but going through that tunnel, I didn't even know if I was going up or down obviously uh, it's just like fucked up. And, and then like, we got, we got to the, to the, um, to the school where they were doing the mural and it was just like, Oh my God, we made it, you know? And that, that was like, if I had known it was going to be like that, I don't know that I would have like wanted to do the
2: bikes, but you know what it was, was but it was an adventure. I I was so against it at first when you were like, Oh, let's ride these bikes. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the map and I kind of had like a vague idea. And I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is like, I know what it's like in the Japanese countryside. Yeah. <laughs> and you're so hell bent. Like, oh, I know, you man. Got this, dude. You got this. Come on, I'll I'll buy you lunch.
0: <laughs> you were being super nice, man. And like no, you, dude, you could have easily that, said that like, was like Fuck one of the that.
2: best days of the trip, man. That was seriously like that ended up being oh. so rad. That was like that was just what an experience, you know. And then we got to like meet all Tim's friends, like oh, like amazing, and dude. high dutch and stuff. That was Yum. just that was epic, yeah.
0: Yeah. We made friends. We all made friends and like they, those guys were stoked on you. And, um, you know, that whole trip, we were in Japan for a couple of weeks, few weeks. And, uh, yeah. you know, had I, there'd been no fucking way in hell if I had just showed up and said, Hey, I'm going to go hang out in Japan and try to just eyeball that shit and just kind of try to figure it out. I would have been so fucked and like just been, why did I do this? you know, like why, yeah, you know, uh-huh. you like the minute I got off the plane, you had the, the JR pass for the train. Yep. You had the SIM card. You were like, all right, boom, let's do it. We got on the train yeah. and we started, we hauled ass out of the city, man, out of Tokyo. And, and we got up to uh, Fukushima in the evening time. But like during that time, you know, you were schooling me on the culture and the different things. Yep. And I mean, you, you basically like, you navigate you you steered the ship man i mean there was yeah, like I'd... a couple of times where i was like fuck man i you know like that one time i had to walk and my ankle i had a blister and then oh, sure. was like yeah like my ankle has bolts in it so like after a while and i and i wore those dumbass vans man like i should have brought the ones with the extra cushion. i had the ones that were just regular old school yeah yeah and i was you know and i was 44 and i'm just like why did i do this and and i was dragging ass dude and like we couldn't oh, awkward, and eat and like you know, and you were just trying to show me like the cool, cool shit in Osaka. I was just trying it, to
2: like get you as much as I could. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I'm
0: just like, what is yeah. he
2: doing? Oh my God. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> Holy shit. And we got back.
0: We got something to eat and I felt so bad. And, uh, but you're, you know, you were like, it's all good, dude. You know, like, I get it. Uh, but that blister fucking sucked. But,
2: uh, yeah, like, dude. I can tell you're in pain. Dude, that no, first night we were in Fukushima. <laughs> do you remember that? We went and like, sat at that restaurant that was like downstairs oh and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah 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 and like the the waitress came up and that's like that's when you looked at me and i, I in my mind i was like all right cool joe is like putting a lot of trust in me because i could like i like immediately started speaking to the waitress and you're just like oh
0: shit. <laughs> oh yeah that's when i knew yeah. it was like man thank god this dude is here
2: or just thank you know I say like, thank god I'm yeah up, but you know I was like, like all right we got this yeah man yeah. that you, was an adventure man like like, oh. like you said like the bikes up over the mountain and Going surfing with Tim that next day. Oh, dude. And all you, those even guys though and, you
0: were you were kind of like, I didn't do that great. I mean, dude, you were you were killing it. And I still have photos I need to send to you and stuff, man. Like nice. Dude, those were like some really that was just like, holy shit, we're in Fukushima on the on the beach close to the reactors. That was that cell. was
2: crazy for me because my my first time ever going to Japan. I was there when the tsunami happened, Fukushima melted down. Yeah. So my my next time after that going, I went to um, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's in Fukushima Prefecture, not yeah. Fukushima City where we were, but it was mm-hmm. the city before it on the train line. Yeah. We played a show there, but we um, I had never been like anywhere near the 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 power plant, the Daiichi power plant, and I had you know I I never in my life thought that I would be like surfing you know twenty miles up the coast from
0: Oh whatever. dude insane you know and, and then,
2: that was just so surreal and to drive around after that when we drove through all the wreckage oh yeah and that was heavy that was like i'm still
0: putting together that 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 video like because i yeah I so much footage on all, oh there's and, so much to go it's through a yeah. lot of stuff and um i mean the convenience dude holy shit for oh, people man. that don't know like you know a lot of people are like well dude how much money did you spend this was expensive and i was like man the convenience stores there the 7 and then what's the other one called that's the uh, there's
2: family mart family Mart, 11 like circle k's
0: yeah yeah circle k's we hit a circle k yeah. and like 7 were a, a for for anyone that wants to go to japan i know for sure i don't know about the other convenience stores i'm sure you can do it there though but the atms like you can put in your debit card
2: yeah 7-eleven yeah. does the international ATM, yep. and it yep. only
0: cost me 50 cents to do that awesome. and so yeah. You know, you pull it you pull out two hundred bucks here and there and like that lasts a long time, especially if you're you're just like running gunning and the convenience getting badass sushi excuse me, sushi and um and the bread, you know, like what was the uh the melon cake?
2: The melon bread, yeah.
0: Yeah, melon bread was pretty good. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was um, just oh and the cold brews. Holy shit. I mean Oh
2: yeah, your coffee, man, that was like the best you had.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Uh you know, it's it was I can't, I can't, I don't want to incriminate myself cause I have a lot of coffee people in the business, but that the seven 11's they're cold brew and it's less than a dollar. It's like 80, yeah. 80, yen or something, 89 yen yeah. or something. And, uh, yeah. it was sick dude. That shit wired your ass up and you were just definitely good to go. But, um, uh, so if
2: you, you can live out of the convenience eating food, like all three meals a day for like, you know, probably 20 bucks a day or so and you could you could eat like really well you know and oh yeah totally like completely if, if you really wanted to budget your trip there it's awesome It's it's people don't understand it when you try to explain to them like no like you can eat at Seven Eleven and it's good food it's like yeah the they rice laugh. balls the onigiri like the rice balls like those are so oh good. yeah those
0: are badass and the way you have to unwrap them it's like yeah great. so
2: that they don't yeah so the seaweed doesn't get soggy they keep yep. it separate mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah, when I tell uh, my friends about 7 they're like, they just think typical American uh, 7-Elevens, pizza and fucking hot dogs or some shit. Yeah, but taquitos it was not,
2: spinning on the wheel. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, it's nothing like that at <laughs> no, all, man. man. It's like, no. it, it's an experience. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just so much.
2: Dude, talking about like meeting you though, that was like, I just saw a flyer for the photo show that you you and Heather were doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, for you that you and your girlfriend were doing, uh-huh. and uh, I, I there was a picture of you skating in Joshua Tree, like pushing down the street. Oh yeah. And and so I just it, I was just like I was like oh art you know art show at at this place you know yeah like they, they do a bunch all summer and it's like a friend my friend's on the the place mm-hmm. called Artichoke and yeah. You Know it's, it's always a fun time and stuff, but it's, it's a lot of like surf oriented culture, which is something mm-hmm. that I'm not really too into. You know, I, I've yeah. come from more of the skate side of things, and anyways, I was just flipping through and I saw that, and I was like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, there's a picture of a skateboarder on there. It's like, Oh, that's cool. I was like, Oh, who's this guy? And I like clicked on your Instagram profile, and you know, it says like followed by and like people that you follow as well. The yeah. only person that it said was followed by Grosso sucks. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, I was like, no way. I was like, Grosso follows this oh guy. Oh my you God. Know, like, rest yeah. in peace. Jeff, man. i he's yeah, been heavy with that. And Fuck. you know, man, like he, he's like a idol to me. And I was like, and yeah. there's a friend of his doing an art show in my hometown. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I gotta go. And then I, then I looked at, then I like looked who, who you were and it's like, Oh my gosh, the guy who's doing the big boys movie. And I like, felt like such a fucking nerd cuz i was just like man oh, I know like all i'm like I'm glad that you like, saw dude, that know stuff like man about this guy. And I don't know I was like but out here like on Cape Cod like there's there's not a whole lot of of skateboard and punk rock culture and Mm-mm. especially at that time the skate scene was you know there a ton of people out here skate but the skate scene at that time early that summer that i met you yeah was pretty pretty small and not really organized because we 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 hadn't gone through the rebuild of one of our one of our local parks that happened that kind of revitalized the scene so it was like it was like so stoked to meet somebody else who like came from the same world that i did you know like music and skating and stuff and yeah i mean just met you that night and just like came and helped out with the rv and just kicked it off and it was just like instant homies you know It it was cool man it's that's that's how it works in that in that tribe you know like yep yeah And I met a
0: lot of your friends that are now friends of mine. We all definitely contact on Instagram and you've taken me to all the, a lot of the spots on the Cape. And uh, <laughs> yes. not that I'm like some badass skateboarder because I'm not. But no, but I get to go was, film you doing cool I, I, shit. I, I, took you else. To, I took you to
2: the ditch we got. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. This is
0: cool. Like, yeah, we went to this school that uh, you used to go to that school, right? Yeah, that was my high school. Yeah. yeah. There was like, I asked, I was like, are there any ditches here? And you laughed about it. I and mean, you took me to this one drainage ditch, and it was literally. I think three foot wide but it went on for like
2: 50 feet or 100 feet or something and it yeah and like, maybe like a foot tall <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but it was still like still funny it's fun it just, yeah so
2: it's i like, mean we used to skate like the, the hell out of that when we were young. yeah man
0: ah dude <laughs> yeah. that's if you can roll on it so, fuck it dude if you can skate
2: yep, that, exactly. yeah exactly
0: yeah uh yeah you know you were actually the person i didn't even know that grosso had passed like i didn't hear from anybody um because nobody was putting it out just yet. I don't think. Um, yeah, yeah. He, I had uh, texted me and we're like,
2: I've I've got a friend in California and she, she does. Um, she did this like modeling thing with uh, this shop called lazy days. Uh-huh. They make like a uh, women's clothing out of like skate shirts. They'll make like bodysuits and stuff like that. And she did a photo shoot with, with Jeff for that. And, uh, at, at, I think it was at Belmar. Is that like a backyard pool? And, uh, I saw she posted something and like, she knew him really well. And I was like, no way. And then I like immediately started seeing a few other things. And you know, you were one of the only people that I know that was like friends with them personally, you know, and I was yeah. like, Oh man, and I just like, I was like, I just texted you right away. I was like trying to confirm it or whatever. And that, uh, man, that was just such a bummer, oh, no. man. As soon
0: as you texted me, I texted Salba and Oh, and um, we're like, tell me it's not true and then it took like a couple of minutes and i salvo's like it is and then he wrote yeah. it um tear excuse me emoji and yeah Um uh, and jeff were super close jeff uh jeff made a lot of things happen for me um yeah. with uh, with the connection with vans and uh getting some stuff done he stuck his neck out for me and he didn't have yeah. to but like that's the type of person he was he um for sure yeah he paid it forward man and uh yeah. he didn't ask any questions you know he just uh was a fucking badass and you know i'm just going to remember all the cool times and conversations we'd have and dumb texts and like just uh you know we were both Definitely. there for each other during both of our breakups and uh got to hang and stay with him off and on one summer and just drink a lot of spritzer water. He had this, uh, spritzer machine that had all these flavors before, like, <laughs> uh, it started becoming a thing, you know, he was like, so yeah. stoked on it. So, um, I would stay at his place and we would just sit up and just talk about shit. And, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he definitely, yeah, he was the one that put me in contact with like, uh, <clears throat> some of the big heavy hitters at bands and, and got shit going. But, um, yeah, it sucks dude it's just like tim yeah. kerr was saying you know you celebrate your friends while they're here you know like
2: yeah exactly like you and
0: i and like all of our friends you know like don't yeah don't wait until they're dead to like yeah exactly that puts it it makes you and you know he's been i've known tim for a while now and he, you know he's he's like i'm not trying to sound corny but you know i'm trying to tell people like you should just celebrate them while they're here because you never know they're going to be gone the next day you know like, yeah exactly so um yeah O called me and was just devastated also um salvo couldn't talk and plus i think he was he was just dealing with it his own way um yeah, yeah. and but O was you know O had been there when he was when lucero and grosso were kids and he yeah. was taking their pictures and skating with them and you know blender was part of that crew too and um, yeah. it's just sad man 51 years old and uh, uh heart attacks. Awful, um, I know. and he and what's even worse dude is like he posted that fucking video of him and goo dancing like to that leonard the Cohen night before. Song. yeah and it's like i i saw it and i flipped I scrolled through I and you know, he posts a lot of a lot of shit and like I and I like everything there or comment on her and um yeah. I scrolled through it and then I was like, wait a minute, what is this? And then it was a video and then and like he sat it down and he was dancing with this kid and I was like, Fuck man, this is amazing, dude. Like this is yeah 'cause he usually he'll post videos and photos of you know him being a badass dad and like Yeah teaching kid and teaching him and him. stuff, um, yeah. And uh it was that Leonard Cohen song and then um it's it's weird like the next day somebody that doesn't even know isn't even part of that world um skateboarding or anything uh did a leonard that same leonard cohen song it was covering it and i was like weird oh man. weird um, yeah but uh rest in peace man and um uh, yeah. i uh that was he was a champion for all skateboarders and he uh he didn't yeah. put up with shit, man. He was the guy that was against the corporate bullshit, even though like, you know, with bands, but he's still part of that core crew of dudes that weren't suits, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Still had a day job and, you know, but, but it did a lot of cool, got to do a lot of badass shit, which he deserved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm talking, you know, I talked to Tim about it a little bit yesterday on his interview, yeah. but um, I'm glad, I mean, you dude, you're an anti-hero grosso dude. I mean, you and I would watch, you'd be like, you need to come watch this Love Letters episode. Yeah, come on, come you know, over, It's watch funny, it's letters. like, I wasn't, I wouldn't watch them that often, you know, because I text, I text with them and even he was never like, or call, you know, be, hey, check it out or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, it's just, yeah, man. I I want to go back to Cape now and just go skate with you now, man, and like I know. photos and nice. shit. Jake, um, uh, was a pro snowboarder, right? Yeah, yeah. In a, for a couple of years. Yeah. Volcom, Volcom, and like a bunch of other companies. Man, yeah, Volcom
2: like, and Electric and Rome snowboards and grenade gloves. I mean, um, dude, I've
0: seen pictures and video of you doing some fucking gnarly shit, dude.
2: Like, it was, it was fun, man. I just, I started going, you know, growing up on Cape Cod we're we're like three or four hours from any reputable mountain, you know, there's some yeah. smaller hills two hours away, but nothing else. And I mean, we, we've got, you know, nothing more than like a, an anthill out here. So yeah. it was weird. It was kind of a weird thing for me to get into, but I, I just, you know, went a few times as a really young teenager, you know, like 12, 13, and yeah. just kind of got into it and, and it kind of clicked. And, you know, I, I've been skating since I was five. I've been surfing since I could swim, you know, I, I, was, I, I grew up in a family of, we didn't play normal sports. Like, you know, my, my two brothers and my dad, we just all, this is what we did was surf and skate. And. Then eventually snowboarding came along, and it just clicked with me and uh and so I ended up uh in eleventh grade ended up moving up to Vermont and um trying to pursue snowboarding. It was like kind of starting to come together for me and yeah. by the time i by the time I' had gotten out of high school, I was like seventeen eighteen I was starting to do all the pro contests and competing in all the half pipe events and you know, doing like the U S open, which is like the biggest contest in yeah. snowboarding. I, yeah, you man. Know, I got, I got into like the top 20 in that one year and like, you know, just, just really, it all clicked for me for a couple of years. And then I, uh, had a freak accident and shattered my femur and that just kind of like took me out. It, it's just, uh, I still did it for a few years after that, but I just kind of like, it, ju- it just kind of took my drive away, you know? And, and, uh, just started like another chapter of my life after that, you know, and I I would always hear stories of people talking about, you know, listening to pro skaters, doing interviews and stuff, reading them Mm -hmm. in the magazine where they're like, Oh yeah, I blew my knee out and you know, never really bounced back. And I was always just like, Oh man, they're unmotivated. They don't know. You know, I was like, that will never happen to me. And then it fully did. It's just like, once once you miss a year of the thing you're doing, the progression goes so fast. And when you're in it, you don't realize how fast it goes. When you're in the mix of progressing the sport or whatever you want to call it with a yep. group of your peers, but as soon as as soon as you're removed from that, and then you you step back in, and you're like, "Holy shit, man!" Like last year, we were all doing this. Now you're doing that. Like I can't yeah. hold up, you know. And and it just kind of you know it's, it's just the downtime just kind of my mind started getting into other stuff i had always played in like punk rock bands my whole mm-hmm. life growing up and even while i was snowboarding i was in a band based in vermont and you know had a lot of fun doing that just kind of as a hobby and during my femur kind of that started taking more more of a priority to me and um you know a couple of, you know a year or so after i came back from my femur i ended up moving to the west coast to portland oregon to to play punk music for a bunch of years. And and that was it. But, you know, snowboarding was awesome. It was fun. I still have a great relationship with a few of the brands that I rode for and they still, you know, take care of me, give me product once in a while and let me hang out at events and stuff. And, you know, I, I still do some, some local events around here with them, you know, like set up and, and, you know, set up and hang out with the crew and just kind of just be a part of the family still. And I'm really grateful to still be involved in that. So.
0: That's pretty awesome that you still have this connects. Cause I was following your Instagram over the winter, and uh, saw that you were up in Vermont and uh, yeah, snowboarding and uh, and still had your old you know, still in have the relationships with your um, your old sponsors and just people in the yeah, industry.
2: it was cool. Uh, Rome Snowboards, who yeah. was like the the board boot and binding brand that I rode for. Those guys were like, like you know, I I stepped away from snowboarding for like eight or nine years or something, you know, and, and, uh, and when I, you know, or at least maybe it wasn't quite that long, but it felt like a long time. And then I came back and I just sent a random email out one day. It was just like, Hey, like, Moving back to New England, gonna go ride a few times, and next, like, immediately, like, what's your address? And next thing you know, I had like boards and all this stuff showing Holy up to my shit, house. Man, and that's nice, it, it was cool. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just, it was a smaller brand that I rode for, and I think that that, like, kind of family feel is something that you don't get with a big company, you know, you know, be like, you know, same thing in skateboarding or whatever, where you have more of a connection with the owners, with the people who've been in the brand since day one than mm-hmm. if I had rode for. Burton or one of these huge corporate companies that would, you know, I would just be another number in the, in the machine to them, you know? And yeah, I was definitely fortunate for all that. So.
0: Man, speaking of Burton, uh, I went, I went up there to Burlington and, uh, to Vermont, Burlington, Vermont. And I went and you told me about the
2: park there. So I went and checked it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fucking bowl is huge, dude. I mean, the name is badass, but that backyard bowl,
2: Oh, at Bur- the bowl at Burton.
0: Yeah. At Burton. That yeah. thing is
2: awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, before I, before I moved to the West coast, I lived in Burlington. This was, uh, what year was this? 2006, I guess. Okay. I lived, I lived in Burlington for like, uh, maybe six months or something like that. And, uh, it was, we would skate that bowl every single day and it was pretty fresh at that point. Oh yeah. So much fun, man. It would the, the, Concrete park wasn't there yet. That's pretty. That's fairly. New, oh, but yeah. You know, so we would just skate something. that bowl, and it was. It was just. Yeah, thing was was fun, and then I went back this past summer for the first time in probably a decade, and uh, and I was like, man, this thing's way bigger than I thought. <laughs> like, I don't know if yeah. know, I'm older or what. You know, like early twenties, it seems fine, but now my mid thirties, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm. I'm getting old this thing is bigger than
0: i thought <laughs> well i mean you could still like carve around and pump and and you were still doing cool you know those, you were doing madonna's or like front side of tail yeah. type stuff yeah i went there and it was it was raining it's probably a good sign though it was probably you know nate mother you know the world looking out something looking out for me telling me not to do shit and that thing yeah. and, uh, the mini ramp that was right next to it but i did go to that concrete park um that's yep. right on the lake and that thing is fucking amazing dude i think yeah
2: awesome. yeah that's uh, they did uh, artisan skate parks built that and they did such yeah. a good job with it and oh dude it's, it's just uh, it's it's a fun park and you see the kids that have been skating it the whole time and they've just got the place dialed and you start to see all the lines it's kind of hard to find a line at first yeah until you like see a few guys pushing around and it's 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 cool man it's unique that bowl they've got there is crazy i've seen some some video of some guys just ripping that thing and yeah it's just pretty pretty cool you know it's pretty badass
0: like, man it's on the lake yeah. and there's all those sailboats and shit and uh yeah it wasn't yep. really that packed and everybody there was super friendly and for sure i had never been to vermont so before i went to burlington uh my girlfriend and i went and hiked up in Stowe at those mountains yep. out there that you've snowboarded and dry you know and like yeah brown on and uh, those were some pretty fucking gnarly mountains, man. For not being like super big, they were pretty steep. And definitely of yeah. crazy. Um, and so we stayed there and then hung out in Stowe, which was really cool. And then we ended up over in Burlington. Burlington. And then we came back to, uh, to the Cape. And then um, that was it. That was really cool, man. New Hampshire all that new England stuff is kick-ass man. Like Maine is pretty yeah. awesome, but that's, that's country dude. Like, yeah, that's fucking straight up country. You know, you don't for know sure. a lot of people don't know. Uh, I mean, they think country, they think of like the Appalachian mountains down South and like Georgia and shit or Texas, but like that stuff up there is just as country, if not more. And Oh, for sure. It's man. like, you don't,
2: yeah, man, it's, it it's, the cool thing about New England too is is everything's accessible like I'm I'm out here on the cape you know you know I can see the beach from my driveway yeah that's and awesome. then you then you you know drive a few hours and I'm up in those mountains in Stowe you know it's just like yep. it's everything closer than you'd think so you kind of get the best of both worlds you know and you know it's an easy day trip or you know it's a, it's just a, it's a cool place to be. I've got a new appreciation for it after not living here for a long time. Yeah, definitely didn't have when I was younger. So. Oh, I
0: miss it already. But you know, the thing is, you don't have great white sharks up in the fucking mountains in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, trying to eat your ass because they have them yeah. there on Cape. Yeah, and yeah. people have been bit and have been like killed from killed. Yeah, that, that, so that's that's put
2: like, a damper on the whole surf community out here for sure. I mean, people yeah. still go, man. Like a lot of my friends, you know, my my. Current roommate, my buddy Pete, still surfs all the time and he rips, and it's just like, man, like, what are you? That's crazy, you know, dude. You guys are, you know. But I mean, it's the same thing. If if that's your passion, that's what you care about. You you deal with those risks, you know. Yeah, and it's like, we're die. You know, it's 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 pretty crazy, but it's it's uh, yeah. The shark thing has definitely changed changed the scene around here a little bit.
0: Yeah, I've noticed yeah. that in the two summers that I've been there. It's pretty crazy, man. um Yeah. So what do you got planned for, um, after this, if once this thing lifts up, you know, hopefully sooner than later, but, uh, do you have any big plans for the summer?
2: Um, we're, uh, so there's a uh, Finch skateboard park in Orleans. Oh yeah. Talk about Cape that. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when, uh, when I moved back to the Cape, I started getting involved with one of our local skate parks and, um, it was actually a park that my dad had built the first version of it in its current place mm-hmm. uh, this that was in like 1996 and uh he built like wooden ramps with sheet metal like how they used to do back in the day and yep that that part kind of you know rotted out rusted out and so they tore it out and they put like pre-made concrete ramps in there at one point and it was just it was total junk you know that all the prefab ramps weren't that good and the layout was just awful and this wasn't well thought out. It's a really small space and they just didn't utilize their space properly. And it just started falling apart and nobody was around to take care of it. It's a, it's a town owned park, but it's managed by a nonprofit group. And so the people who worked for the nonprofit, none of them skated and they just had no clue what to do. And so the park actually ended up getting shut down. They like, they chained the fence all up and me and my buddy, Evan just went there one day to check it out. And, you know, broke the lock off the fence and started skating. And, <laughs> and, uh, there's, it's the only park on Cape Cod with lights. And, uh, we flipped the lights on and they still worked. <laughs> Holy just, shit. We're there skating and somebody must have drove by and seen the lights on and, and, uh, came walking down, and was just like, what's going on here? And <laughs> it's like, oh, we're just skating. You they're like, isn't it closed? And I was like, I don't know. And, and, uh, through the yeah. grapevine, um, I, I heard actually through a kid that I played in the band with in high school, who was on the nonprofit committee. Mm-hmm. I heard that they had like a huge chunk of money for upgrades and renovations to the park, but they had no idea what to do with it, and they'd just been kind of sitting on the money for a little bit. So I I reached out and uh, got involved with with the nonprofit and told you know offered my services. I was like, hey, I, I could you know I could renovate the park i can build new ramps i can design some stuff and you know so we held a meeting and kind of went over some designs and got access to the funds and just started building and it's been two summers in a row now we've done you know like a couple things at a time um all just through grant money that we seek out through the town and the state and uh yeah it's, it's been it's been a super positive experience after the first edition that we did we mm-hmm. tore a bunch of the old precast ramps out um and uh put a, put in some new ramps with skate light and everything and oh
0: dude those old things i went there thinking i was going to be able to help you you <laughs> oh, had man. a fucking like uh one of those we, concrete we, saws that you cut yeah
2: we literally cut the prefab concrete ramps up by hand and well, wheelbarrowed them up a hill into a driveway just so we could get them out of there. Cause the park's in like a middle of a field, like a baseball field. Yeah.
0: But not it only did the- it,
2: it, it took me almost the entire month of July. I was there every day and like occasionally we'd have a couple of people stop by, but it, it took my whole summer just cutting it up and it was all, all donated time. You know, I totally just yeah. so it was like, I, I got to get this done. Otherwise, my friend Doug from Colonial Ramp Technologies was coming down to help me do the first build of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I'm coming down from Boston, and I was just like, "I was like, fuck, I gotta like deadline. I gotta have this place cleared out for him."
0: <laughs> Dude, you were out there fucking around with a sledgehammer for like yeah. th- during that whole time too. Like when stuff yeah. wasn't getting cut apart, Jake was out there. I'd show up, and uh, Jake was like beating the shit out of it with a sledgehammer, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Dude, we've yeah, we've got
2: a we've got a jersey barrier in there that, oh, that's yeah. concreted on the bottom. I got my van inside the park, and I was dragging the jersey barrier across the park to put it in the new spot where <laughs> we wanted it. Cape Cod in the summertime, it's everybody's time to make money, so they yeah. everybody else is working working their ass off, you know. And I, I just was fortunate enough to be able to step away from what I was doing that summer and, mm-hmm. and pay attention to the park and after that first renovation man it just like sparked a whole new life on the cape for skating and you know i, I met a ton of new people and a bunch of old friends started getting together again and skating more and a lot of kids that skated when i was in high school have been like coming up to me and saying like dude i saw what you did at the park i went and bought a board at the shop and you know oh dude that park is and, sick man and, and and it's been cool and so then last year that was two years ago and then mm-hmm. now last last summer about a year ago now um, we got another grant and uh, a little bit smaller this time and ended up, um, taking a few more things out and building a couple more things, built a pyramid, built like yep. a frame with a, a rail and a ledge and just kind of re you know, been slowly bit by bit, taking all the old stuff out, building new stuff and working the layout just so that the park flows good. And it's, When's the it's mini been going a super in? positive experience, you know? And so this summer we're, we actually, we're, um, the we're supposed to go to town meeting on may 1st to mm-hmm. vote for the funding. Um, and, uh, it doesn't, I don't think that town meeting's going to happen now because of the, the coronavirus thing. Right. So we're kind of up in the air at the moment right now, but we got an, we got a huge grant to do an expansion and build a pretty significant mini ramp. So
0: that's going to be um, badass. How wide? Is yeah. That gonna
2: be? Uh, we're going to do four foot tall,
0: Ooh, nice.
2: um, 28 feet wide oh
0: fuck yeah dude
2: so it's just a giant long wall just so you can just lock in and grind as long as you want you know and dude. not we don't want to we don't want to break it up with you know escalators or extensions or setback walls yeah just like two, two big walls that you can just lock in and grind grind 20 feet on you know and that's going to um, be awesome these uh a couple local kids out here um, have the backyard bowl that I took you to mm-hmm. oh, um, that yeah. we helped clean out. Um, yeah. they, they've got, they've got templates for like what everybody around here thinks is like the perfect transition. So we're going to, we're going to borrow their templates and, you know, kind of use that. It'll be the same, same as the shallow end there. So, um, man, yeah, that bowl be, there is awesome, man. Oh man, the thing's great, man. It's, it's what condition uh,
0: it's do you in, think it's in now? Do you think it's in worse? Cause it, nobody really skated it that much
2: that no it's i guess the corners are a little soft now yeah um you know just rotted out and they probably need pop the skate light off and do a little Mm -hmm. lump with the plywood and maybe the framing out beneath but yeah um i mean they they built the thing like a tank though it's it's been there for well over a decade so the fact that it's even still standing is awesome you know yeah that thing is the weather that we get out here is Oh, it's yeah. rough on. Well, and you get and, that
0: salt air too, man, from yeah, the ocean. Just, so that just eats everything up,
2: man. Eats everything, rusts every screw and yeah, you know, And, you know, it's just brutal. But, um, yeah, man. But, you know, so, I mean, ho- hopefully we get this expansion going on this summer. So that'll be a big part of my summer. If if we get it, we're going to kind of clear cut an area next to the park and pour a new concrete slab, like another 30 by 50 area and go this shit. giant mini
0: ram. Yeah, because nobody's using that um, area right outside the park where the, bin, the no. picnic tables and shit are like that.
2: Yeah, it's, you can keep It's, it's know, like, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, you know, we, we got the approval, the, the parks on school grounds. And so we got the approval from the school to do it. And um, the people who have the grant money approved us through them, but now we need to get approved at town meeting. I think that's how it works. Um, there's this lady Erica that works for the nonprofit that deals with all the financial side and she just mm-hmm. kills it at what she does. So That's awesome. Um, she's been going to all these meetings and I've been totally slacking on getting her drawings and stuff, but it's in my head, I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, just a mini ramp. And like, she goes to these meetings of all these people and they're like, Oh, what?
0: <laughs> yeah. They want to know exactly what it is. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, and so, you know, in their eyes, we're building, we're building the mega ramp and they have no,
1: Ooh, it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> so man but yeah uh, but aside
2: from that man plans this summer it's just you know ho- hopefully that and i don't know skate a bunch maybe do a couple trips try to yeah, uh, man get some of the young young kids out here try to get them in the van and do a couple trips around new england hit some parks and do some camping and just kind of just kinda of roll with it. I don't know, maybe try to go back to Japan in the fall, maybe.
0: Yeah, man. They uh I got invited to do a show there, but right now everything is uh, I was gonna ask if you wanted to go to that. Um I just don't know when. Like they were talking about it being in the beginning of June, but yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen, which is fine because like we're gonna all have to recoup financially and for figure, sure. figure yeah. shit out so definitely yeah. you know but if it i mean i know you'll go well, there you let me own, know when it's happening and I'll be yeah ready. dude <laughs> let's do it man we got to go to hiroshima we got to go to kyoto we got to go we were in osaka you lived in osaka for a while yeah. um tried the octopus balls the uh, takiyaki and yeah Shit was awesome. And uh I mean all the food that we had was amazing, dude. And uh Yeah,
2: it's it's uh I, I felt bad at times because I'm vegan, so there's so much stuff that you could have been trying that I was just like, Oh, we can't go here. There's nothing I could eat here. But oh like, yeah, no, I but was like thinking I mean, of it afterwards, I was like, Oh man, I didn't even bring them to like a soba restaurant because like I can't eat any of the soba based broth. Well we <laughs> did
0: the soba we did soba in um in Fukushima. Uh, didn't we oh, that's signals? right.
2: That's right. You're right. Yep. yep. That, totally we about yeah. We did that. We used to those guys. And t- yeah. After we went, uh, that day, after we went surfing, we went to the alien
0: We went memorial. to the alien memorial. Yeah, man. The
2: alien temple. The alien yeah. shrine, we called it. Yeah. That thing was awesome, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got video
0: footage of you jumping through the damn, la- uh, the f- uh, fucking, um, <laughs> what is it? The, uh,
2: man. That slide um, thing? That slide. Yeah. You're doing a <laughs> yeah. slide,
0: and then y'all were all blowing through the grass, and <laughs> I swear if someone would have walked up on that situation, that scene, <laughs> would they would have thought that everyone was fucking high as shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> being little kids. But uh that was that was incredible, dude. Cause there was a shrine there was a temple, like a shrine up there too, man. And yeah. And also, man, thanks for like giving me the opportunity to check out some of the touristy shit too. You know,
2: like oh dude, I, and I I like I told you before we went, like and I say this to any of my friends that are thinking about going to Japan that haven't been there it's like it's the one place in the world I've been where I don't mind doing like the tourist stuff. Yeah. Cuz it's so interesting. I think it's just cuz the culture is so complete 180 from anything that mm-hmm. is American, you know, and and uh and so it's just like it's just awesome and I I this I don't know if it's because of my my connection there with the amount of times I've been there and just the friends that I've had or you know, I think that my first time ever being there, being there for the, the tsunami and the Fukushima meltdown, I think that definitely kinda like put it made Japan like a special place in my heart being there through a tragedy like that. Yeah. You know? Like we were like in the earthquake, it was gnarly, you know, and like and like so it was just I don't know what it was, but I just no, uh, it was it was a blast, man. It was cool. We went to that skate park, those kids were killing it, those oh, new kids. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah. Those guys, those kids were yeah. really, really good. Um, yeah, we went to a, a few skate parks that were pretty badass. Um, so the Fukushima thing, yeah. uh, the disaster that happened for people that just like, Oh, you know, like don't really, don't really know. Um, it was this crazy earthquake and created a tsunami and like just fucked a lot of shit up. And there was huge loss of life. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, it was, it was the third, it was the third largest earthquake ever recorded in the uh, earth's history. Yeah. It was a 9.0 since, 0. since yeah. they've started measuring however long since 1800s or whatever, you know, yep. and um, it, 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 it was centered around like the Sendai area and Tohoku area. That's why they call it the Tohoku earthquake, belts and scarfs draped over it. And my drummer was at the other end of the chain trying to pull a belt down or a scarf. and. I was like, "Yo, man, like, don't pull so hard," and he's like, "Dude, I'm barely touching it," and like that's when we realized the whole building was shaking,
1: and it was just
2: like, you know, and we like didn't know what to do. And our uh, my buddy Hiroshi, who's now my best friend there, and at the time it was my first time ever going there, I didn't speak any Japanese or anything, and. He had minimal English, and he just looked at us with this crazy face, like it, it you know shook stuff off the walls in the building, you know, so holy shit, that man. just give you a scale of how how heavy that earthquake was, you know, and um our translator on that tour, his name was so, and he's from Tokyo, and mm-hmm. he ended up leaving because he was concerned for his apartment being alone, just being unattended that it might have had damage that would never get found until too late and. It, it was just a, a crazy, crazy time, you know, and uh, yeah, the tsunami ended up, tsunami was, I can't remember how big it was, like a 200 foot seawall or something. It just came through and just- killed, Oh yeah, it annihilated uh, everything. Instantly it was so, just, just an awful tragedy. Yeah, I mean,
0: so the tsunami, when it hit, if you look the opposite direction of the ocean, you turn around, you, there's a mountain range. It was so um, massive. This these tsunamis. It was like multiple. They went up into the mountains and like devastated all the villages and towns in the mountains and like around the mountains. Um, yeah. And there's like mass uh, grave sites with memorials. And yeah. we got to drive through like a lot of the towns in Fukushima, where they're they're still uh, blocked off and um but there have you have access there's like one access road or two access roads that you yeah there's just
2: uh so we were we were there um eight years after it had happened Mm -hmm. and um and they were there was i think the first year that they were allowing people back into that area because it was in like the the radiation zone Mm -hmm. from the nuclear plant and so that it was finally the the radiation levels had subsided or subsided enough that they were allowing people to go back to that area. And this is you know, some of these people, it's their first time going back and seeing their family homes that have been in there for generations and yep. they haven't seen it for eight years. And this, everything was completely overgrown and, you know, just totally like nature just took over completely, you know, and, yep. uh, it, it, it was, it was surreal. It was really crazy to see. You know, I imagine you, Joe, you'll probably put some of those pictures and videos out. Oh, but at some totally. point, it's mm-hmm. uh, the stuff that uh, was heavy, you know. it was. It
0: yeah, was, I'm uh, still going through that footage uh, off and yeah. on just to get so I can get the right stuff. Because yeah. you also filmed, too. So, like, we got a lot of footage from that whole yes. trip, um, yeah. which was insane, crazy. There was something else I was going to ask. Oh, so you? I, I always tell people about this. So, uh, Jake took me to this record store that his friend owns and runs, and it's in Osaka and it's in the basement of this building. And, um, it's a punk rock record store, it's kick ass, super small though. So, it's like probably 10 or 15 by what 20, maybe in length, if even that, probably not even that. It's big. probably
2: like, yeah, maybe eight feet by 12 feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's small, it's it's jam packed. Yeah,
0: and, uh, yeah. And it's in this basement and uh, so we went and hung out there and I met I met your friend and uh, we, you know we took some pictures and filmed a little bit of stuff there and then uh, you were like hey I have to go here I am going to take you to the spot man don't freak out and uh, I forgot I think that's what you said to me and then so we went down I guess it was a couple of doors wasn't in the same spot or was this a different building the Satanic store
2: oh it was across the street
0: it was across the street okay but it was in the yep. basement also so yeah. Yeah, we uh you you ring the doorbell or you you knock on the door and it you ring the
2: doorbell and yeah, they they come and get you. Go ahead. Yeah, they come and get you.
0: And (laughs) and uh it's like what's inside of it when
2: you walk in? These two giant stuffed white wolves just staring right at you. (laughs) (laughs) But there uh, was uh, like chickens and stuff and Yeah, it's it's called territory satanic shop. (laughs) It's uh this guy Taki owns it. And it, yeah. it's just, uh, they sell just like, it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a hot topic on steroids. <laughs> oh
0: man. It's beyond that. It was <laughs> um, pretty badass, it, dude. It, it's
2: awesome, man. Yeah. That was a poor analogy, but it, it's, I, I, uh, they, a lot of my friends over there in like the, in the punk scene in Osaka and like the hardcore punk scene, they, uh, that they all hang out at that shop and it's like mm-hmm. just they don't let certain people in when you ring the bell there's actually a little video screen right there and he sees who's there and if he like doesn't think you should come in the shop like he, he won't let your door man. for you yeah he's not there you know? well
0: i remember that guy came out from behind the curtain when you went to go cash uh buy your stuff and uh pay for your stuff and he had didn't he have like metal metal fangs yeah yeah, yeah, dude. He was like yeah. creature-looking, like holy shit. It was, it was fucking cool, man. It was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: It's it's a full-on just like occult shop. Like that they sell all <laughs> sorts of weird, anything that anything to do with the occult and anything under the occult umbrella. They don't focus just on satanic stuff. So yeah, it's like, you know you can you can find find whatever your niche is in there. But a pretty crazy story about that place. Um, they so there was a. A band from Japan um, mm-hmm. all through the 90s and into the early 2000s called Disclose mm-hmm. um, who were a huge influence to me and a lot of my friends a lot of the bands I've been in they were one of our biggest influences and you know ju- just a, a really great positive influence on a lot of people all over the world and their their singer guitarist Kawakami mm-hmm. ended up passing away in 2007 and so they've got his bones in the basement of that of that shop, <laughs> and they Holy uh, shit. yeah they uh, they do a ceremony every once in a while, and they'll like grind up part of his bones and drop it into soup, and you eat the soup with like his bone dust in there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> have I don't you done know it? What, I have not. My my friend Cormy from Australia, he, he played in this band called Chromosome from Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. And he did it and I'd always heard about it and then he like was on tour and he actually did it. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. You know, I mean like I, I've, the guy who passed away, Calcom, I've been to his mother's house. I've been to his grave like multiple times his mother's house, multiple times I Had dinner mm-hmm. with her. Um, you know, my best friends there were his best friends, you know, he was just, he had passed like a little before my time starting to travel there, but it was all in the same friend group. So, yeah, um, you know, so that, that was how I found out about this shop, you know? And so when I was there with you, I was like, Oh man, this is going to freak Joe out. I got to take him to this place. You know? I,
0: well, I was freaked out, but I wasn't like, why is it taking me? No, I, you was were like, fine. Yeah. You I was you like, yeah, I was like, man, this is crazy. And uh, I wanted to buy something, but I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like, if I get something, I might end up bringing some uh evil, you know, juju <laughs> on that flight back, man. And, uh, and i want to and I, i'm kicking myself in the ass for not getting a pin like a pentagram pin oh, i think one of
2: the i think i bought a t-shirt when we were there when you and i went oh to yeah Derek. yeah you did, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah i bought a t-shirt and uh and then he gave me a sticker for free yeah, you know, and, um, yeah was, but yeah yeah he was stoked but it was just such a that was funny i was like oh man this is gonna be you know and they like turn all the lights off when you come in and like play spooky music and there's incense. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was like wind sounds in there and you couldn't, yeah. end. And I was like what yeah. crazy dude, yeah. it was dark and they had lights in certain spots to make it like really accentuate like things that were in there. there yeah. Was, like, a, yeah. A uh, dead chicken, fake chicken. I mean, I think it was fake. It might've been real. I don't know. But yeah, um, just random shit. And, uh, but, you know, we stayed in the Appa hotels, which were pretty yep. nice, man. Um, they weren't going to let us. I mean, I probably might have been able to do it because I have one small tattoo and I could have just wore like a hoodie or some shit. But you have a lot of tattoos all over your body. And it's still a, a lot of people actually don't know that it's kind of frowned upon to have a lot of tattoos, right, in Japan. In yeah, Japan.
2: It's, that. That was that was one of my first experiences ever being told I can't go somewhere because of my tattoos. I, I, I maybe because most of the other time when I've been in Japan, right, I either like would just, you know, go about my normal routine or I would be traveling around with like a Japanese band and they would, you know, not put me in a situation, just, you know, they'd be very hospitable to make sure I was never in a situation where I'd right. feel awkward like that. Yep. So that was, we we were looking ahead of time, like, oh, we could stay in all these kind of hostels for really cheap. And then we, we showed up to one, the first one we were going to stay at in Osaka, which yeah. is like in like the, one of the hippest areas in the entire country, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yep. you know, it's not like, it's like in some small little rural areas. It's like right in the middle of like, Oh yeah. You know, the the, the high end zone there, and they they were just the manager had to come out and said we couldn't stay there because of my tattoos and uh, <laughs> it you know, was mean, actually my, my, pretty kick ass uh, it just like added to the great the story the trip you know yeah and, you know luckily there there was an Oppa hotel right around the corner, and you know yeah. it cost a little bit more money, but you know you what no. what a nice hotel chain man Those oh. things are great like comfy bed, personal shower yes TV, Super you know, nice. just easy check-in like just no questions asked pay cash no card <laughs> yeah
0: it was so easy man and uh yeah like yeah super affordable and also when you're in japan uh they've got the bidet game on lockdown man that that's like, yeah they, they're they're right on those are the did you know,
2: did we go anywhere that had squat toilets still
0: uh yeah the school where tim and them were they had them okay there. but okay i didn't have to do anything i think they had a, diff- a different for urinal they had like an actual okay. urinal but like they had and i mean they were pretty pristine like very yeah. clean every and that's the other thing about japan it's the cleanest fucking country you'll ever go to like it, it's, there's Tokyo, not
2: a city in the world and like you don't see oh my god it. it's yeah it's like you know you don't feel it's like not you know you you walk around like a small town here and there's like you know mcdonald's cups the oh body. bullshit
0: yeah it's a yeah, dirty it's diaper or like yeah, yeah just <laughs> bottles and just like just dumb yeah. shit that people could just like throw away but over there you have millions of people in this big fucking city and you, you don't see even in the train stations where it's like chaos and you would for sure think that there would be some type of trash or something some garbage on the ground Nothing. nothing, There's nothing, nothing.
2: It's just it's just the way that their culture is, you know, their cleanliness is a huge part of it. And, you know, I mean, who knows what time will tell, but I was actually just talking with my parents this morning or this mm-hmm. evening, I guess, about we were looking at like the global amount of coronavirus cases right now. Oh yeah. Japan had like has like three thousand or something, mm-hmm. you know? And for you know, for the entire country, like that Massachusetts, the state has more than that, you know. Yeah, and, and for a, people affected. Yep. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, we'll see as things unfold. But I mean, just part of their culture is like, you know, they don't, don't like if you meet somebody, you 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 bow to them. You don't touch hands. You don't hug. It's like there there there's a huge personal space around everybody. Yep. And you know, when you're standing in line at like the convenience store waiting to pay, like everybody stands a nice distance from each other already. And people wear oh, masks man. all the time. Like if you're. Yep. Wake up and you're feeling groggy. You'd put a mask on to like take the train to work just so you don't get anybody else sick. You know it's like already yep. ingrained in their culture and they're just so clean. Like I remember the first time um, I really got to hang out with like a Japanese band. I roadied this band AI. They're from Fukuoka, which is on like the southern island of Kyushu, mm-hmm. like past Hiroshima. We didn't go that far south. Yep. But uh, I I roadied their West Coast tour years ago down down to Austin, Texas, and back to Portland. Um, and uh i just remember like they were blown away with like how dirty all the punks in america were. <laughs> you know, like, we go to stay at some punk house and it was like one of the nicer ones i had ever stayed in and these guys yeah. were like oh man like Ugh. and they were like, showering every day and i was showering once a month you know? yeah
0: oh man you that know, was but, a big culture shock for them
2: yeah you know but it's just, it's just over there like the the cities are just clean even in like you know where we stayed in osaka and like shinsaibashi and like in like mm-hmm. namba like those are yep. the neighborhoods we're in like those are kind of looked at as maybe like the seedier dirtier more mm-hmm. dangerous areas of japan you know like right. that that's supposedly that's what everybody says and it's like it's you know aside from like graffiti and you see it more there than maybe anywhere else aside from that it's like no no trash like yeah no everything's trash. just pristine it's clean and nobody's it's, acting it's just... super
0: fucking crazy out there either and just being belligerent you know no like you not at all you know? and here's the other thing you know like the united states coming back it really um it really makes you think about like americans they they shit on other countries and talk about how they're they're especially with this guy that we got in office you know yeah. um, who's green lighting all of this this stuff, but like it just i mean does not even have to that didn't even have to be like that, but um for people to say this, but they're they talk about these countries and their cleanliness and cultures and saying like oh they are shithole countries and they're dirty and all this shit, but like really, when you travel abroad to other countries, man, um like like Japan being one of them, and with that many people uh concentrated in one area. And you come back over here and like, there's no, um, there's no comparison. Americans are fucking dirty, dude. They're dirty. Like there's a lot of shit that we do here that won't, they don't allow that shit over there, you know? And I wish it was like that here on some things like being in, on public transportation. If you're taking a train, you know, nobody talks on these fucking trains. Quiet and quiet and and respectful, you know? And yeah, Everybody's super nice and, and helpful and like it's not
2: like that here. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I was reading something recently actually that was talking about like the the difference in public restrooms between America and Japan, where it's like if we're out oh, shit. Around, we were out walking around in Tokyo and like need to use yeah. the restroom and you like go to Seven Eleven and they've got a bathroom there and you can go to use it and it's like totally fine. If you went to a Seven Eleven in anywhere in America, I guarantee you'd walk in and be like, "Oh, fuck! All right, here we go." Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, dude. <laughs> horror stories, you know what I mean? It's but like bad. Over yes. there, it's just like pristine, clean. Like there, you know, it's super just, clean. Like, you know, it's just like I, I don't know. It's just it's just a different part of this, how the culture is, and and that's awesome, and that's it's re- really really. You know that was one of the first things my first time there that really shocked me was just like the the friendliness and cleanliness of everyone and everything and it Mm -hmm. was just like wow that like sold me right away you know
0: do you remember when we went to the um that one temple that had the world war ii museum and uh we were walking there from the train and um from the train station we walked by those cops and they had like uh like army helmets on but like they were in those blue uniforms and had like the old revolvers and they just look like dickheads.
2: But... We were in that, we were in the, we the kind of more upscale end of Tokyo there in the yeah. business district. And, you know, just, you know, it's the little difference that you see. And then, you know, then you travel to like the, to the neighborhood where Tim had his art show. Oh yeah. Was that Shibuya. It, and it, Shibuya yeah. yeah. And it was just like, it was, you know, it, it was just,
0: Oh, big awesome. difference! You yeah, know, man. It's, it's like
2: you, you don't you don't see a cop anywhere, and there and it's all just young people, and everybody's just happy to be out, and you know, and you can see everybody's into their own thing, and I don't know, it's just such a different feel than any other place in the world, you know?
0: Yeah, we should have stayed. Man, that would have been badass to stay if we would have stayed there. That would have been fucking cool. I yeah. Think next time, yeah. I think that the art photo, the photo film thing that I'm doing, um, is going to be there. So cool. That'd be pretty kick ass, man. Um, yeah, that was uh that was fucking amazing, and uh, I couldn't, man. Yeah, you were an amazing travel partner, man. And
2: uh, yeah, no, that was a blast. That was such a fun trip, though. That was, that like, was
0: yeah. And I just I felt bad because, you know, you were, the, the the vegan stuff was like really hard for you, and uh,
2: yeah, it's, I I I do I deal with it every time I go over there. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I can't I even. Mean, imagine. It's always it's always like that and it's just it's i have to remind myself that right. I just have to eat what i can when i can because you never know like what's going to be there next time you
0: know? well you took me to that one spot in uh in tokyo and the uh what's the where it's all lit up what's that area called where you see it in like uh, lost in translation and oh in shinjuku the, yeah shinjuku. shinjuku and uh yeah. You took me to this one spot there that what was it a hibachi grill type deal? What is that called? Oh yeah. Um
2: yeah, the the grill spot, like ten pie or something. Yeah.
0: Know. And they bring yeah. you out like you had vegetables and I had like chicken and stuff, but you the options, if you got further back in the menu, you, <laughs> it's, like fucking cow butthole. I have a cow picture spanker. of you
2: holding I have a picture of you holding that. that oh my god, yeah, send that to it's me, man. Like, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's in like the it's, it's in the uh the foresty <laughs> spot of Tokyo, so yeah, like the place has like English language menus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like you know, like fourth stomach, fifth stomach. Oh like yeah, some crazy Yeah, I mean, Harley cuts. You know what I mean? It's just that's it is. They eat every bit of it. You know.
0: Yeah, and. The, I would have maybe might've tried it, but I, I definitely, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have tried it, man. It was just a little bit, that was too gnarly, yeah. right, man. And yeah, you know, I need to, I always say this in a half acid, man, you know, I need to just be a vegetarian or ultimately be vegan because like you have way more options now and it's easier and it's cleaner and it's just better
2: for the environment, better. It's tough. And I think that people should only do it if they definitely, definitely want to not do it because they think it's something they should do. Right. Dude, well the health benefits I absolutely are. want to do the health benefits are awesome. Yeah. But you can you can also be someone like myself. Like I mean, I've been vegan for what, like eighteen years now since two thousand two. Yeah, that's a long time. And uh you know, maybe a little less than that, but it's it's uh it's you know, and I don't eat very healthy. <laughs> you know, I eat, you know, chips well, and Coca-Cola and peanut butter and jelly all the time.
0: Yeah, it was pretty badass, man. Well yeah. dude, thanks for being on the show yes. and thanks uh for having me, man. Yeah, dude. Okay, man. Well, I'll cool, talk man. to you soon, dude. I'll talk to you soon.
2: All right. All right. All right, later, man. Later.
0: And there you have it. Thanks for listening to Voices Everywhere. See you next time. Bye bye.
1: And there were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere. There were voices everywhere. There were voices